Thank you. Yes, this is J.R. Broadcasting on 88FM in Melbourne, Australia. You can also hear streaming audio from our website at j-air.com.au or find us on the Community Radio Plus app. This information comes to us from a newsletter published by the Zionist Federation of Australia, which focuses on the war with Hamas. And from the latest newsletter, the IDF continues to battle Hezbollah in the challenging winter conditions of northern Israel, with more troops being redeployed from Gaza. The ongoing discussions on a ceasefire and full hostage release between Hamas and Israel point to both sides being open to continuing negotiations until an agreement can be found. And Jewish communities around the world have for years called out the Iranian regime's terrible domestic human rights record, its use of international terrorism and its use of proxies around the Middle East. There are also Iranian communities around the world which similarly despair at the current rulers in Tehran. In a rally set down for Sydney's Hyde Park this coming Sunday evening, members of the local Iranian community will gather to protest against the terrorist-supporting regime and call for the replacement of the Islamic Republic with a democratic one. This information has come to us courtesy of the Zionist Federation of Australia. You can catch up with all the information on the newsletter by visiting the Zionist Federation website at zfa.com.au. Howdy folks and welcome to another edition of 10K Radius brought to you by MGM Productions on this Friday the 9th of February. Lovely day, isn't it Mendel? Good morning Gary, good morning to the listeners out there. We're on air for two hours. Jam-packed show again Gary. (laughs) Jam-packed, packed with jam. (laughs) In in your donut, in your sufganiyot. Yeah. We'll pack them in like sardines, they say. Lots of uh, things to talk about. Uh, special well, cheerio first to Meisha. He's absent again. Hope you're well, Meisha. Shabbat shalom to you and ev- and all the familia. He doesn't get paid sick pay either. Okay. <laughs> uh, we miss him. Yes, he's got a, a font of knowledge in that little brain of his. Yes, especially his twat on the segment, Gary. <laughs> Once he yeah. lets go. <laughs> well, before we start, after the end of this intro theme with the James Bond theme, it's a great song. We should do a um, a program on splendid themes from films. James Bond, Mission Impossible, Magnificent Seven. 
the Bourne Identity Born was, Identity was one of your favourites for, for a long time, that one. Yeah, Hill Street Blues. Oh, that's a good one, yes, yes. Um, SVU. Uh, Law and Order. Mm. We'll get rid of James Bond. And we'll play the disclaimer, which we have to do by... Oh, what happened there? We'll play the disclaimer, then we can say anything we like, including insulting Morris. Jay Eyre is not responsible for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. Jay Eyre presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. Despite Morris not being here, he's here in spirit and he may call in. Good chance, can, yes, Gary, he was telling us. We have a big program today, as usual. And I'll just get the script up. Uh, we've got... What have we got today? We've got a <laughs> fun, frippery, frivolity and fabringing, Gary, always. The, the big, uh, the big four, Fs. Uh, four Fs. Yeah. And, and facts. And, oh, definitely. We've got a um, couple of interesting topics, uh, lives of others. The lives of others in which we'll be praising... Michael, the late uh, Michael Cashmore. This is a big uh, connection because tomorrow in the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation, his great, 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 great grandson is having his bar mitzvah. Abocha Samuel Cashmore. More about that later. And and also stay tuned in the second half of the program, Jewish celebrity birthdays for today. We've got a beauty, Gary. And you agreed to this one. <laughs> I didn't agree to anything. <laughs> well, it's there. You you spotted it's this. Carol King. He also goes by the name of Carol Klein. Married to Jerry Goffin. Oh, amongst others. Yeah, I think she amongst had others. four and marriages. And she's, what, 82 today? 82, Gary, correct. And we'll have a bit more and some music by her. We'll also We've have got... Uh, Parsha of the week. Parsha of the week. P A W. Days of the week. Yep. Theme. Theme day for today. Theme days. Um, Yiddish. Yiddish jokes. Uh, Twatum. Yep. Um, and we've got some um, some jokes. Com- community shoutouts. Shoutouts around the shtetl. On this day and on this day in Judaism, plenty of stuff. And Gary, um, sixth. It is the sixth day of the disappearance of the lady in Ballarat, uh, Ballarat East, to be specific. Yes. The lady Sarah, somebody. I can't remember her name. But uh, it's. It, I, I look at the body language of the husband. There's something doesn't add up there. Have you seen oh, the you clips? Be careful what you say. Yeah, disclaimer. But Gary, uh, that area I know quite well because I'm in that uh, Ballarat Warren district Hype. a lot. Ballarat East and Warren Hype. It's about three kilometres from the shul. It's not far. It goes into a dense uh, bushland at, at, towards Mount Helen, Mount Clare. Know the area very well. well. Very strange that their phone tracking and so forth in today's digital world hasn't come up with anything, although the homicide boys are going out there this morning, which tells you something, Gary. These things don't end well. Similar incidents were... Several years ago in that um, Polish family in, I think, Avondale Heights. Remember the guy yeah. with the body took 
His wife, the Sunbury, buried her. We, they tracked him through his car. Um, technology, I think he had a Mercedes, through the phone. That'll teach him but, for having such a fancy car. Yeah, but that was well in... What was the guy's name? I can't remember now, Gary. Uh, that was a big story. I can't remember. She disappeared and uh, tragically ended up in... Uh, he killed her and dumped the body. Oh, there's a body in the boot a few years ago. That was uh, another case. But, well, Gary? In, it, the police say in 90-odd percent of cases where someone's gone missing, it's a family member involved. Mm, that's where the homicide boys are coming yeah. on board. But, uh, Do you watch that program by Ron Idols? At times, very good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. But Gary will know more. It's very tragic um, yeah. to go out on a run <laughs> in broad That's daylight. That's tragic enough. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. There's more to be to yeah. be uh, looked at. Uh, relationships. Who knows? But uh, we don't know the full thing. We don't know the full story. But stand and even by. if we do know the full story, we still don't know the full mm. story. There's more than one side to a story. There's often several sides, not just two sides. Anyway. Uh, it's Friday, February the 9th. The forecast for Melbourne. Pity if you're listening from overseas, it's useless to you, the forecast for Melbourne. But for the Melbourne listeners, current temperature is 18.9, heading for a maximum of 22 with... 13 kilometre an hour south-southeasterly winds. There's been no rain since 9am. Thank goodness for that. And the forecast for tomorrow, Shabbos, maximum of 27. Mm. Mm, they've changed it. I thought it was going to be 31. <laughs> then it's increasing the following days, Gary. 33 on yep. Sunday. And Monday, a hits. 35. Yeah, and 33 on Tuesday, cooling down to 20 on Wednesday. Oh, it's, it's funny, summer, one day hot, and then it bounces down to low 20s. I don't think we've had a summer yet, have we? And it's <laughs> Not, already early February. Yeah. We've had the odd 40 degrees here in Mildura. In, in north of the Divide, it's quite warm. In Perth, it's only 24.7, heading for a top of 41. Not bad. <laughs> like I said last week, when we used to uh, cook eggs on the road in Perth, when it got a bit warm, didn't eat them, but you could cook them. <laughs> or on your, the radiator of your car. Yes. Okay, let's see what's happening in the world. Today's February the 9th, 2024. It's day 40. Or 366 this year, because we have a leap year. And there are 324 days left of the year after today. This coincides or corresponds with the 30th of Shvat. And 5,784 in the Jewish year. Now we have a leap year this year, February 29th. Does that affect you in any way? No, the leap year? Not at all, Gary. Let's get another day off. It's also Rosh Chodesh, first day. Adar Rishon, they call it, Gary, because we're in the Jewish leap year as well. Uh, and the new month of Adar 1, also, it's also called Adar 1, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Adar Shani, uh, Rishon, 
tomorrow will be the second day. Starts this evening, after Shabbos. Yep. And you can light candles this evening at 8.08pm and Shabbos ends at 907 that's seven minutes earlier than last Friday, Gary. It's getting uh, daylight saving. It's, it's running out. Hey. <laughs> daylight saving ends. Oh, not till the seventh of f- April. Yeah, first week of April. Yeah, after the Grand Prix. When's the Grand Prix in March? Isn't it? I think they've uh, put it back to the end of March now. Yeah. Daylight saving just for a motor race. And the Arab is kosher, according to COSV. That's all the technical stuff. And now the fun stuff begins. We'll have a few jokes later on this this morning from the Jewish Humour Facebook page. Now, days of the year as celebrated in the United States of America. They should have a Donald Trump Day. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a beauty. A couple of states in America are banned from running for the presidential mm. election. Colorado, I think, is one of them. Yeah. Be, I, I, I'd like If that. he's convicted of trying to uh, re-change the result of the U.S. election, he's a criminal. Mm. I don't know how you can get a criminal to run for the U.S. presidency. Yeah. Gary, I would like Nikki Haley to... Uh, yeah, but, but she's not it? doing too well. Not really. She's yeah. been a big supporter of Israel. And uh, these. Oh, Joe Biden will be uh, 82 this year. Muzzletop. <laughs> Whether he can. Uh, well, Donald get Trump's not far behind. Oh, he's a. Yeah, probably mid. Uh, 77. Yeah, late 70s, he would be. Okay, days of the year are celebrated in the US. National Pizza Day. Yep, beauty. Any day is a good day for pizza. I heard on the radio on the way in this morning. Even a bad pizza is a good pizza. And I've had some shockers. Mm. You've got to get the dough right, Gary. You know, it's got to be thin, crisp. Crispy. Bit of garlic. Garlic has to have garlic. Tomato tomato sauce. Paste, yeah. Cheese. And a few ingredients. You don't want to over Anchovies. Oh, Love anchovies, yeah. So that's National Pizza Day. Yep. I've got National Toothache Day. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Oral hygiene, the importance of it. Brush twice a day, floss twice a day, use those uh, picksters. I had a girlfriend called Floss. <laughs> floss. Well, nothing to do with Flo- my teeth, though. Okay. We're not going down that no. track, Gary. Have we? Oh, it's a food day. Now, here's a big one for today. <laughs> this is a yonta for public holiday. Chinese New Year, Gary. Is it? Yep. Today. Drag- year of the Dragon. Kung Hei Fa Choi. Well, it started, they, you know, it depends on what you're observing. They started on the 21st of January, goes right through. But today, for some reason, is one of their main days. Also known as Spring Festival. Uh, fireworks, parades, the whole spiel, that, and the holiday closes with a lantern festival. You ever been to any of those celebrations? No, in, watch, um, it, watch them on the telly. Yeah, Little Burke Street. They used to do them, I'm not I sure. I used to eat at the Chinese restaurants down there, but now it's gone off a bit. Mm. It has for the past few years. Never mind. 
I like Chinese food. Uh, Jews like Chinese food in general. I don't know why that is. It's plain and simple. Uncomplicated, yeah. easy to prepare. I like making my own stir fries at home. Much better, yeah. Okay, You've chocolate day. You got that one? No. Well, it's chocolate day. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Now that could open up a whole world of Pandora's boxes, chocolate day. Good chocolate, bad chocolate. Why do people like chocolate so much? Uh, probably comforting in a way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> in a way. Yeah. It's got polyphenols in it, mm. whatever they dark, are. Dark, dark is dark the chocolate. best. 80%. Co- yep. Cocoa beans is the one that's good for you. It's good for you. The milk chocolate, nah. Not so much. A lot of sugar there. Um, antioxidants in the dark chocolate yeah, which is good for you. very good for your health. There's one here, Gary Korean New Year. It's Maybe the first day of the lunar Korean calendar, most important of their traditional Korean holidays. Mm. Now I've got some unusual ones here for the 9th. You have? I've got National Toothache Day, which We've is... We've done that, yep. National Read in the Bathtub Day. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to read in the bathtub today with your electronic devices. No, no. People you, have you, um, big screens in their bathroom now. They just watch the telly there. Seen it in many modern homes, Gary. Is that right? The big screen, yeah. Can't they get away from it for a little <laughs> bit? <laughs> yeah. Go outside and uh, walk around the block. That deserves it today. Bolivian regional holiday today, the 9th of February, Gary. Each city in Bolivia has its own regional public holiday. Named Bolivia's named after? Couldn't. Simon Bolivar. But, uh, yes, yes. Simon Jose Antonio de la Santa Zima y mm. Palacio Bolivar. <laughs> there you go. That's his full name. Ha uh-huh. ha. I don't know why I remember that from school. It's... <clears throat> He was a bit revolutionary. We're uh, National Apprenticeship Week. Maybe that's in America, but not here. They have a National Apprenticeship Week here, I think. Uh, right. Now, if you'd like to talk to us in the studio, you can call up on nine zero six nine two zero eight six. That's a landline. Or you can send a text message. I'll just check whether the text message is working. Yes, apparently it's on. It's charged up at 59%. So come on, Amit, charge up that phone to 100%. Let's see if we've got any messages. The, the text message line is 0404 Zero four zero four double five six nine double eight. Don't forget to put your name on the text message. Otherwise, we won't know who you are. Talking yeah. of phone numbers, Gary, we'll give a shout out to Hatsola, and their phone number is eighteen hundred six one three six one three. They do a fantastic job. Twenty four seven volunteer based organisation. Kolaka Vod for their good work. And uh, rapid response uh, teams, they work in conjunction with Ambulance Victoria, protecting the community. All medical emergencies, call 1800 613 613. Hatsola, Melbourne.
before we get stuck into the rest of the program, I'll give, you, I'll give you a chance to make a cup of tea, get a bagel, and we'll play the London Klezmer Quartet Nachas von Kinder. Joy and happiness from your children. Children and mm. grandchildren. Yep. It was my granddaughter's fourth birthday the other day. Muzzle tov, heartiest muzzle tov from Same me. Same day as her mother. That double muzzle tov. Two, two presents in one, you know. Here we go. Nachas from Kinder. That was short and sweet, Nachas von Kinder, by the London Klezma Quartet. I thought it had to be a bit more boppy than that. 2 minutes 36 seconds of licorice stick clarinet. The station with the best music. Best music. Best music. I love the music. Best music. J.R. 88FM We're always looking for people with an interest in radio, either presenting your own show or being on the technical side. Become a volunteer now. Head to our website at j-air.com.au Follow the Get Involved link and click on Become a Volunteer Now. Right, we're up to the segment On This Day in History, February the 9th. By the way, I forgot to mention that the Pasha of the Week is Mishpatim, which means ordinances, and is found in Exodus 21.1. Don't forget to light candles this evening at 8.08. Shabbos ends tomorrow at 9.07. 24 hours and 59 minutes. How do they work that out? Last week it was 25 hours exactly. This week it's 24 hours and 59 minutes. It's all to do with this, the moon cycles, Gary. It must have been very clever 
mathematicians. Mm. And the witnesses had to uh, testify and all this. Crikey. Big complex topic, that one. Yes. We'll get Morris to that, do that one. Yeah, the Mishpatim also means statutes, Gary. We'll talk about that in, in POW later. Okay, that will be in the second hour. Yep. After 11.30, I would say. Right. Uh, today in history... <coughs> excuse me. Dusty in here. Historical events on February the 9th. In 1775, the British Parliament declares Massachusetts colony in rebellion. Start of the uh, Boston Tea Party, by the sound of it. And in 1897, the invasion of Benin, B-E-N-I-N, city, by British Expeditionary Forces. The city is burnt and looted and marks the end of the Nigerian Kingdom of Benin, formed in the 11th century. Good on you, Poms. Because you wanted something, you went and took it. A bit like Putin with Ukraine. In 1904, the Japanese, a Japanese torpedo boat makes a, or Japanese torpedo boats make a surprise attack on the Russian ships Port Arthur Naval Base in Manchuria. It doesn't make sense, some of these things. Mm. Port Arthur. Port Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Artur. Mm. Marking the beginning of the Russo, Russo-Japanese War. Japanese also land troops at Incheon near Seoul in Korea. In three weeks they advance to the Yalu River, the border of Manchuria. They were a bit uh, narky, the Japanese, in those days. Speaking of Japanese, in 1943 Japanese troops evacuate Guadalcanal, ending the epic World War II battle on the Solomon Islands in the Pacific. Crikey, what a waste of lives, waste of time. Just because someone's got eyes bigger than their stomach. Mm. In 1972, the British government declares a state of emergency after a month-long coal miners' strike. I think Margaret Thatcher was in charge in those days. And a fellow called Arthur Scargill. Here's an interesting one in film and TV. In 1964, the Beatles... Remember them? The Fab Four. The Fab Four. Yep. It's their, they make their first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, live from New York. And the broadcast draws, wait for this, 73.7 million television viewers. Wow. Did they count them all? And it would have been in black and white then. There's a photo on this website of the Mop Top Boys. Mm-hmm. With Ed Sullivan in the middle. That was a great show, the Ed Sullivan show. Had lots of good stars on that. Yeah. And what else? In, in 1540, in sport, it, it is the first recorded horse race meeting in England at Rudy Field, Chester. Did you have a bet, Max? <laughs> That's a beauty, Gary, yes. Now, did you know, William, this is interesting. I bet you can't guess the name, the modern name of this sport. 
William Morgan presents his new sport, Mintonet, to the world at Springfield College, Massachusetts, and later renames it... Probably baseball. Volleyball. Volleyball. Oh. It was when was that? What year? 1895. Let's see if you know some of these birthdays. Okay. People. William Henry Harrison, 1773 to 19, 1841. He was the president of America. Ronald Coleman, 1891 to 1958. Now, Ronald Coleman, no relation to Rabbi Coleman. He was an American actor. I think my mother liked him. He was very handsome. Brendan Behan, 1923 to 1964. A young fellow, Irish writer. Joseph Stiglitz. He's 81 today now. Joseph Stiglitz is a Nobel Prize winner in economics. Jewish name, that more than likely is I Yiddish. Think, I think, yeah. I think yeah. he is Jewish. Born in 1943. Mm-hmm. His birthplace was Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana is the capital of Indiana. <clears throat> Named after me, of course. So he's, he's still alive, yeah? He's 81 uh, today. Oh, Musseltoff. Beautiful. Profession American economist. Joe uh, Pe- Pesci. Pesci? Yeah. He's having a birthday. Is he? Oh, that's celebrity. We want one more. Alice Walker's 80 today. Alice Walker is a novelist, American novelist, best selling American poet and novelist. Her famous work is The Colour Purple. Mm. Yep, that was made into one or two movies. That, um, in fact, recently. Oscar uh, nominated film by Steven mm. Spielberg. Correct. Starring Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, yep. It's a recent movie, that one. They've done a few versions. Yeah, reprise. Uh, yeah. And celebrity birthdays. Oh, there's a beauty, Gary. We've got Carol King. We've yeah. mentioned Carol King. She's 82 today. What a talent. What a talent, yeah. We'll have a lot more about her later on, and we'll play some of her music. Joe Pesci. Yep, talked about him. Uh, American actor, 81 today. He's a very good actor. Plays in a lot of um, mafia-type mm. movies. Uh, Charlie Day, he's 48 today. Who's Charlie Day? Must be American actor, best well known for his role as Charlie Kelly in the television series It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Can't uh, say that I've ever seen it. Mm, birthday today, he's turning 53. Glenn McGrath, Gary, have you got that one? I haven't got Glenn McGrath. I've got an American website. Okay. He was born on the 9th of February, 1970. A great Amer- Australian yeah, uh, Fast bowler and um, played for, he played a bit of county cricket too for Middlesex and he was born in Dubbo, New South Wales there. Nicknamed Pigeon. Do you know why he's nicknamed Pigeon? What was that? Because his legs look like pigeon legs. <laughs> yeah. So he does a lot for that uh, breast cancer, the yeah. pink pink day for his pink late test. wife. Yeah, died uh, very young. Also, a birthday today, 43, Tom Hiddle, Hiddle, Hiddleston. 
don't know Tom Hiddleston. No, his face, but I have no idea what films or series he's acted in. Michael B. Jordan, 37 today. That's not the... Mm, not the famous Michael Not Jordan. the basketballer. He was in the acclaimed TV series The Wire as Wallace. Further TV roles included All My Children and Friday Night Lights. Must be something we don't get here. Have you watched uh, free-to-air television lately? A little bit, Gary. It's yeah. dreadful. Yeah, there's not much there. Only the quiz shows I watch. The Chase, the English version and the yeah. Australian version, very good. Uh, letters, letters and Numbers on SBS. Well, the English version is better than the Australian one. More uh, more comedy in that English yeah. one. Rose Leslie is 37 today. She's Scottish. Oh, yes. Actress, know, yeah. Actress. Yeah, she's known good. for her roles in Downtown Abbey mm. or Downton Abbey. Yeah, she's making a name for herself. Game of Thrones and Utopia. Redhead, yeah. I've seen she looks reddish. Leslie dated Kit Harrington, who she later starred alongside in Game of Thrones, and the pair married in 2018. They have one son, born in 2021. And recently announced they're expecting another child. Muzzle told, <laughs> as, you say, as you say in Scottish or Gaelic. Fastest, you know, what's this? The fun fact about today, the fastest yodeler, 22 tones, 15 falsetto in one second by Thomas Schools, Germany, in February 9, 1992. Couldn't be more thrilled. Famous deaths in history, Fedor Dostoevsky, died in 1881, Russian writer. Paul Lawrence Dunbar, 1906, Paul Dunbar was the first great black American poet in America. He wrote verse and short stories and novels and lyrics during his short career before his premature death from tuberculosis at 33. Dennis Gabor, now here's an interesting character. Did he marry... One of the Gabors. No, Dennis Gabor is a Hungarian-British physicist and electrical engineer best known for inventing holography, or ah. holography, and for which he was awarded Nobel Prize in 1971. And his full name is Dennis Gunsberg, or Dinesh Gunsberg. Nice Jewish boy. But he converted to uh, something or other. Away from Jesus. But you can't get away from the fact he was born a year. Once a year, always a year. Dennis Dennis Gabor. Mm. What's wrong with Gunsberg? It's a good name. Hungarian. Yuri Andropov. Russian oligarch. No. Soviet Secretary General in the Russian Soviet era. General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union from November 12, 1982 until his death his death from renal failure which means he was a bit of a drinker Mm. kidney failure 15 months later was born in the Russian Empire in June June 15, 1914 
Yuri Andropov. They seem to breed the uh, bad guys in Russia a lot. Yeah. And Herbert A. Simon, 1916 to 2001. Herbert Simon was an economist and political scientist. Don't know much about his work, sorry. Born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. Right. Okay, Gary. Died died age 84. Yiddish history, do you want to go straight into it? Uh, Why not? Talk about the 30th day of Shabbat, which is also the first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar 1, second day Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. And on this date, the 30th of Shabbat, in 1667, Gary, the Jews of Rome ran the um, humiliating carnival race for the last time. Every year during Rome's annual carnival, scantily clad Jews had been forced to race along the main street while the crowd mocked them through trash and rained heavy blows. The event often proved fatal. As further uh, indignity, Jews were forced to contribute financially to the operation of the carnival. During the time, Jews were confined to living in the Roman ghetto, a walled quarter with three gates that were locked at night. The Jews were subjected to other derogations, including having to attend compulsory Catholic sermons on Shabbos. Outside the ghetto, Jews were required to wear identifying yellow clothing. So that must be the year where this uh, yellow star originated from Gary as well, 1667. The Romans were brutal, you know. They were rotten mumses. The disclaimer fixes that up anyway, Gary. We'll have a look at some more. I hope they've changed. Yeah, I hope so. We'll have a look have at some more. Have you been to Italy? History. No, Gary. You can tell the listeners your recoll- recollections of Jewish life in Italy. I went Maybe. to the Colosseum, didn't go in. Okay. A lot, a There's lot of a long fr- queue. Mm. A lot of scammers outside. Yeah, a lot of from Jews that keep well away from those sites. Yeah. Let's have a look for history for the... Uh, for the first day of Adar for this evening, Erev Shabbos when it comes in. Gary, quite a few events to to, uh, talk about and in the year 421 before the Common Era it talks about Ezekiel's foretells the Egypt's downfall. On this date in the year following the Holy Temple's destruction, God tells the prophet Ezekiel to take up a lamentation for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, foretelling his downfall in the hands of the Babylonians. And you can read about that. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 32, that happened back in 421 before the Common Era. Another event. Uh, for the first of Adar, the passing of Ibn Ezra, Gary, in the year 1164, the highly regarded biblical commentator. Uh, he was known as Rabbi Abraham ben Maya Ibn, Ibn Ezra, and he was born approximately in the year 1089 and died 
in uh, the common era 1164. So tonight is the Yorotsaid. He passed away on the 1st of Adar, equating to the Jewish year 4924 which is you know, in the English year 1164. Quite a few events here, Gary. Uh, also, it talks about the passing of the Shach, S-H-A-C-H, 1663, Yorzeit of the Great Halachists, uh, Rabbi Shabtai Hakoyahin Katz, and he was born 1621, died... There's a debate when he died, but 1663, he was only in his probably 40, very early 40s. Author of the uh, Sifte Cohen, which is a commentary on Rabbi Yosef Karo's Code of Jewish Law, the Shalchan Urach. He uh, is also known as Shach, which is an acronym of the name of his work, and this serves to this day as a as the uh, primary source of halacha, so that's a very important yard site uh, th- uh, for the shach s h a c h Rabbi Shabtai Hakoyhen Katz. Now here's a good one, Gary, to wrap it all up. Uh, 1644, the first of Adar is celebrated by the descendants of Rabbi Yom Tov Lipman Heller. Happy days are here again. Yeah. uh, 1579, he was born, died in 1654. And the Adar one is celebrated as a day of thanksgiving for his liberation and restoration after his imprisonment. He was imprisoned in Vienna in 1629. Rabbi Lippmann was one of the important uh, rabbinical figures of the early 17th century, known as the Tos Foss, Young Tof, T-O-S-F-O-S. They're some funny nicknames, aren't they? After his commentary on the Mishnah, by that name, he's all, he also authored important commentaries on the Rosh, and other rabbinical works, a disciple of the famed Maharal of Prague. Now, you know a lot about him, Gary, I know that. Mm-hmm. Rabbi uh, Lippmann was appointed at the tender age of 18 to serve as a Dayan, a judge, in that city, in Prague. He subsequently filled a number of prestigious rabbinical positions, including Rabbi of Nikolsburg of Vienna, and in 1627, he was recalled to Prague to serve as the city's chief rabbi. I'll go on and talk a little bit more because we've got a bit of time, Gary. The, that position uh, earned him powerful enemies when he refused to follow the dictates of Prague's rich and influential citizens and strove to relieve the burden imposed on the poor by the suffocating crown taxes imposed on the Jews. His enemies informed him on him to the government, falsely accusing him of treason. And in 1629, Rabbi Yom Tov Lippmann was arrested, tried and sentenced to death. The Jewish communities of Bohemia succeeded in having the sentence 
commuted and reduced to a heavy fine and raised the funds for the payment of the first instalment that secured his release. However, his enemies obtained an imperial decision that he could not officiate as rabbi in any town of the empire, leaving him homeless and destitute. It took many years for him to pay off the balance of the fine and be restored to his former position. It was only in the winter of 1644 when he settled in Krakow in Poland after being appointed chief rabbi of the city that he felt that he could celebrate his release and restoration. So Rosh Chodesh Adar, very important date to remember the day that Rabbi Yom Tov Lippmann assumed the rabbinate of Krakow was celebrated by him and his family as a day of thanksgiving to God. Rabbi Yom Tov Lippmann asked that future generations continue to mark that this date and the custom is upheld by his descendants to this day. So many Hasidim will celebrate this with a few Lachaims, Gary, and a few uh, uh, yes. vodkas and whatever. And a Fabregan. Oh, for sure. And that's it for Jewish history for the uh, 30th day of Shabbat and the first of Adar commencing tonight, Erev Shabbos. And you're listening to 10K Radius on 88FM, J.R., Australia's only Jewish radio station. Now we'll have a joke. I'll just play that little stinger. (laughs) (laughs) Enough already. This is from uh, the Jewish Humor website, uh, Facebook page, which has some 250,000 members. You can join up if you like. This is posted by the moderator, Coco Pazzo, P-A-Z-Z-O. There's a photo of him here, but I don't know if it's his real name. When Abe, Sam and Moisha were 40, they discussed where to meet for lunch. Finally, they decided to meet at the Kosher Deli uptown because it had the best-looking waitresses. When A.B., Sam and Moisha were 50, they discussed where to meet for lunch. Finally, they decided to meet at the Kosher Deli uptown because they had the best pastrami. When A.B., Sam and Moisha were 60, they discussed where to meet for lunch. Finally, they decided to meet at the Kosher Deli uptown because they had the best parking. When A.B., Sam and Moisha were 70, they discussed where to meet for lunch. Finally, they decided to meet at the Kosher Deli Uptown because of the most wheelchair-accessible bathroom. When A.B., Sam and Moisha were 80, they discussed where to meet for lunch. Finally, they decided to meet at the Kosher Deli Uptown because they hadn't been there before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well done, Gary. I have some very clever jokes on that. Gary, uh, yeah, before you play a bit of music, I've got some uh, from the jewishvirtuallibrary.org. They come up with a, uh, some interesting uh, general facts, Jewish history for the 9th of February. And interesting to look at what they say. On this date, back in 1983, Gary, the United States delivered the first batch of F-16 fighter jets to Israel. The first batch. That's, uh, what, 41, year, 41 years ago. Where, where were they from? From the United States. Oh. F-16s. I don't know much about them, but they they probably did a good job then. Well, the Israelis used to get uh, weaponry and rejig it. Mm. 
from the uh, 73 Yom Kippur War. They, yes. they, you know, they were well, famous they get for that. French aircraft, Fuga Mystere, mm. Uh, mm. and uh, the Mirage, and rejig it and upgrade it mm. Gary to no- their specifications. Mm. 1940, we go back, Gary, for the 9th of February. Nazis announced order establishing the Lodge Ghetto. We must never forget these important events. Now, here's a happy one, Gary. Commencing tonight, which, well, for tomorrow, the 10th of February. Let's give him a big shout-out. The birthday tomorrow, Gary, of American Jewish Olympian superstar Mark Spitz turns Mm. 74 tomorrow. Mazel tov, Mark. He may be listening, Gary. And what a a superstar he was, Gary. In the Olympic Games where we had the massacre, the Munich massacre, correct? Yes. Uh, Eleven-time Olympic medalist, the great Mark Spitz, including a then-record seven goals at that Games, at the Munich 72 Games. He's won seven gold medals and established many world records for swimming and, uh, as I mentioned, the banditten, the terrorists murdered 11 Israeli athletes and the world was uh, was, the, was elated over Spitzer's achievements. There was a big debate, should the Games be cancelled? But they went on against all odds and uh, the world was stunned with his performance, you know, against... Uh, what happened, cold-blooded murder of the Jewish athletes. Yeah. Uh, and um, what else can we tell him? His parents uh, introduced him to swimming as soon as he could walk. When he was two years old, his father, a steel company executive, was transferred to Honolulu in Hawaii. Spitz swam at Waikiki Beach every day and... Uh, it says here a good quote. You should have seen that little boy dash into the ocean. He'd run like he was trying to commit suicide. Uh, this was uh, <laughs> commit Spitz, <laughs> Spitz told a reporter to the Time magazine back in uh, in 1968. The family moved to California at the age of 15. Spitz uh, was at the Maccabi Games in Tel Aviv. He won four gold medals and was named the most outstanding athlete and that was the beginning of his career. By the spring of 72, Spitz had set 23 world swimming records and uh, 35 United States records. He won two gold medals, one silver medal and one bronze in the 68 Olympics even. Many expected him to do better but had a bad cold uh, at the time prevented him from doing so. Big history, this guy, especially in Butterfly. He was absolutely brilliant. After the 72 Olympics, Spitz started making movies and commercials and later went into uh, business. He lives in California with his wife Susie and their son. Mazel tov tomorrow, Mark Spitz, 74, a legend and a superstar, 11-time Olympic medalist, including... Uh, a then record seven golds at the 72 games. What do you remember about him, Gary? Uh, I remember thinking that 
it would never be repeat, repeated. Mm. But then Mark Phelps came along mm. and a few others. Mm. He was so a fit guy with a uh, distinctive moustache, oh, okay. didn't he, Spitz? Really fit. Yeah. Mm. His training methods would be nowhere near <laughs> what uh, the modern athlete does. Mm. So it's quite a remarkable achievement. Yeah, the number of world records he got is phenomenal. Gary, we're, uh, we're going to do the lives of others in the second half because we've got an uh, interesting story about Michael Cashmore. In between, I'll give out a couple of shout-outs, Gary. Uh, I'll just play this membership. Good. Promo. Enjoy listening to J-Air? Support us and become a member by visiting our website, j-air.com.au. We're back on uh, J-Air 88 FM. You're listening to 10K Radius with Gary Mellon, your host, and myself, Max, and uh, Minus Morris. He'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. We extend our greetings to Morris and his family. Hope you can give us a call after 11 o'clock, Moshi. Anyway, we'll have a couple of minutes before we go into the second hour and talk about some events happening around the shtetl. Uh Don't forget this one. I've mentioned it a few times. Sunday, the 25th of February at the Ballarat Synagogue, a unique cultural music experience uh, to raise funds to help uh, maintain this beautiful historic shul and Ballarat Landmark, and the concert features London's renowned uh, klezmer violinist, a lady by the name of Ilana Kravitz, and she's co-founder of the London Klezmer Quartet and also a director of the London International Klezmer Experience. She's going to be performing along with Australia's own uh, Saray Il Muendo, including uh, Nella Triff. Uh, the local Jewish boy Ernie Gruner I'll is going to be on board. I'll just play the London Klezmer Quartet in the background. Good idea. And apart from Ernie, there's going to be Irene Vella, all passionate exponents of Bosnian Sevdah and Sephardic Jewish songs. I can't wait for this concert, Gary. It oh. starts at 2 o'clock, goes through till 4, and an added bonus, afternoon tea at the conclusion of the concert. Uh, they'll have a queue forming in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that lady's found by then. Yeah. Oh, let's pray that she is. The Ballarat Synagogue's the place to be. No cash sales at the door. You have to book your tickets with try booking and uh, book fast because uh, these uh, things are very popular events so Sunday the 25th of February from 2 till from 2 till 5pm Gary now it'll be a pleasant afternoon it will be a great fundraiser as well and we'll hear some fantastic music and I'll give her um a post-mortem after the event on, on 10K Radius. Now, Gary, we have a look at a couple of other events around town. Uh, coming up Wednesday, which is Valentine's Day, Gary. Heads up for you, Valentine's Day, Wednesday. Why heads up for me? And to all the listeners, get your flowers ready. There's no relevance to me. <laughs> no. This is for Kinder of Nagashkate and uh, the florist boy today. It's their day. busiest day, I think. And the chocolate places and uh, yeah. the restaurants, they'll charge double. If you like <laughs> Valentine's Day, good luck to you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. Okay, let's have a look what's happening Valentine's Day. Now, this is a beauty coming up, Gary, at Kahilat Nitsan. 
their uh, connectivity group run by a fantastic lady. I'll give her a shout out, Fran Feldman. She's uh, looking after these events. And this one's this Wednesday, uh, 2.30pm. You have to register and you're going to enjoy a fantastic movie. It's called The Dolphin, Gary. It's an Israeli movie. And uh, this is going to be something special, followed by afternoon tea. And uh, we want people to uh, come along. All you have to do is register. Go onto the uh, Kahila Nitsan uh, website, or you can email info at Kahila Nitsan.org.au this coming Wednesday. The 14th of February for that one. Now we've got a couple of others to uh, talk about here, Gary. At the um, at the Turak Shul, the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation, they're starting their musical programs, uh, and the first one kicks off in a couple of weeks' time. But I'd like to mention it to promote it. It's the uh, the start of the series, and it's. Um, uh, called Midnight in Paris, 28th of February, Gary, at 7 o'clock, which is also uh, a Wednesday night. Uh, get along there. Constantin uh, Chamray is the pianist on board and the music of Ramu, Debussy and Ravel. Oh, Ravel's Bolero. Mm, that would be an interesting night. You've got uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, that's okay, Gary. And we'll mention the upcoming uh, Oneg Shabbat service at the Ballarat Shul today, fortnight, uh, will be the 24th of February at 10.30am, followed by a, a beautiful Kiddush. So come along and support uh, the, the oldest synagogue on the Australian ma- mainland, Shabbos, the 24th. 4th of February. Okay, we've got to go. We'll be back up. Political system, interviews with international personalities, how we cope economically, religion and state, or on a variety of other matters that I think you would like to know about. Then tune into Walter's World every Tuesday at 11 a.m. or find it on demand on the JR website. Don't miss it. Find us on Facebook, just head to www.facebook.com forward slash J Air Radio. That's two R's. J Air Radio. You are listening to J Air, 88 FM. the second hour of 10k radius you're listening to jair 88 fm on this friday the 9th of february 
and right now we're going to pay tribute to Carol King whose birthday it is today February the 9th and today Carol King also known as Carol Klein well she was born Carol Klein she's 82 82 what a career what a talent so it's over to Max Gary they say her tapestry album is the best album ever recorded is that right yeah that's the opinion of some people that's how highly regarded she is and continues to perform at the age of 82 not only writing but uh, producing and uh, performing and acting i think she went into a bit of acting late in her career as well Uh, a real superstar uh, she went to high school, Gary, with uh, Neil Sadaka, and mm. <laughs> he had a big crush on her there. And that, you know, that song "Oh Carol," oh, that famous. That's dedicated to her. I never knew that. Mm. Yeah, "Oh Carol," I am but a fool, darling. I love you, <laughs> though you, you treat me cruel. <laughs> great hit. Yeah, you great singer. Me. Yeah, da, 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 da. it was a great catchy song. Well, yeah, but ca- Sadaka's a great talent. Oh, yeah, still is. Love his work. Carol King, what can you say? We'll play... Uh, we'll, we'll play some of this stuff shortly, but uh, I remember songs like You've Got a Friend, that's from Tapestry, It's Too Late, everybody will know these hits. Uh, I Feel the Earth Move. Now, talking about that one, Gary, there was an earthquake this morning, 1am in Leangatha. Yes. 4.3, I heard. Didn't do anything for me, mm. which oh. is bigger than the one that shook the uh, house a couple of years ago. Yeah. Or a couple of months ago. Leangatha, all places, yeah. And there was one last week in that area too, a minor one. Yeah, I feel the earth move. That came from Tapestry, 1971. Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? She did the original. Uh, so far away, beautiful ballad. We're going to play um, that one in a minute. Yeah, we. Uh, a natural woman from Tapestry. She really expressed uh, women's rights in those years. Uh, what else? Which ones do it? I like Tapestry, no doubt. Alligators all around came a bit later in '75. Up on the roof. She's done that one. She did that one? Yeah. I she thought perf- that was Jimmy Webb. Oh, she might have done a cover version, but I like her version. Uh, what else did she do? One Fine Day, she recorded. And a lot of these uh, early songs were written by one of her, one, I think of four husbands, Jerry Goffin. And, but, you know. Uh, what else? Fire and Rain, she performed. I don't know if she wrote that. We'll have a look shortly. Uh Hard Rock Cafe was one of hers back in 1977. A great career she's had and uh, she continues to perform, as I mentioned. We'll have a look at her background, Gary. Interesting that you told the listeners she was born Carol Klein. Uh, Carol Joan uh, Klein. We'll have a look at the family tree. Always interesting. Let's have a look at these celebrity trees. She was trees. born in New York City. Yep, birthplace uh, actually Manhattan. Gary, Manhattan. daughter of uh, Sydney Klein and Eugenia Gingold, and uh, Sydney Klein was a firefighter. Mm. Now, I, 
Grammy Award winning American singer and songwriter, as we mentioned uh, in the Tapestry LP, which, which I spoke about back in 71. Uh, that was the pinnacle. It spoke personally to every one of her contemporaries and provided the uh, spiritual musical backdrop of the decade, you could call it. And um, she was uh, previously married to uh, Rick Sorensen, uh, Rick Evers, Charles Larkey and Jerry Goffin. So yes, and had four children. Uh, there was a myth that she was romantically involved with um, James Taylor, but that that is not valid. I was reading somewhere. Uh, autobiography: She did uh, a Natural Wom- Woman, a memoir that was published back uh, not so long ago in two thousand and twelve. Uh, it entered the New York Times bestseller list at number six. Very talented lady, Gary. And uh, let's have a look into her background. Gary, you got anything there that we can still talk about with well, her? her? Her parents met in an elevator. Oh, really? According to the uh, Wikipedia website. They met in an elevator in 1936 at Brooklyn. Oh, the website's gone down. Oh, yeah, that's what's happened sometimes in the studio, yeah. But we'll find something else about her shortly, Gary. In the meantime, we'll talk about... uh, Singh's parents met in an elevator at Brooklyn College where her father was a chemistry major and her mother was an English... And drama major. Uh-huh. Beautiful. They married in 1937 during the last years of the Great Depression. Well, we don't know about the parents. We don't know about no. her. Carol King, mm-hmm. net worth is about, that Bria, probably US, 100 million, Gary. And uh, let's see, she's shorty. She's five foot three. Singer, pianist, songwriter, actor, musician. And... Uh, as we mentioned, Manhattan, where she was born, and uh, the most co- commercially successful female songwriters in history. She had a breakthrough in '71 uh, with that famous Tapestry LP, which remained on the US charts for close to six years. That's some achievement. She was uh, King has released over 20 solo albums and has twice been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She has also won countless major awards, including several Grammys. She has written or co-written over 400 songs that have been recorded by more than a 1,000 artists, including herself. Most of the chart hits she co-wrote with her former husband, Jerry Goffin, during the 60s. They co-wrote... King's first number one single, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, when she was only 18 years old. Uh, yep, the, the firefighter <laughs> father, Sydney, was, and the mother was uh, Eugenia, as you mentioned, she was a school teacher. Carol was passionate uh, very early on about her music, and at the age of three, 
She started playing the piano. Just one year later, it was discovered that she had perfect pitch. King went on to take professional music lessons and entered kindergarten early, demonstrating a remarkable aptitude for numbers and words. She was promoted directly to primary school as a teen. Uh, Carol King attended James Madison High School, and during this time she formed a band called the Co-Shines and made demo records with her friend Paul Simon. For her higher education, Carol King went to Queen's College, but ultimately dropped out and became a secretary. Uh, we talked about Jerry Goffin, mm. and that we love me tomorrow was made famous by the Shirelles, Gary. Mm. Yeah, and that reached number one on the Billboard Top 100. The pair gave up their jobs after that to focus exclusively on songwriting. And they composed a huge score of hits, including The Locomotion, which many uh, cover versions, including Kylie Minogue's done. It Might As Well Rain Until September, Up On The Roof, as I mentioned, One Fine Day, and Going Back. Uh, After divorcing Goffin, and she moved to Los Angeles and formed a trio and that didn't last long, and then um, she had a long. She still has a career. Yeah, and it started in the sixties, went through the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, two thousand and ten. She wrote the a uh, lot of movie soundtracks too, Gary. Along the way, the Care Bears movie, animated film. She did uh, in nineteen ninety two. She wrote and performed Now and Forever for the sports film A League of Their Own. She recorded a new version of her hit song then, Where You Lead, and that was used for the theme for the uh, famous TV show, The Gilmore Girls. Uh, Yep, four times married. Four times? Yeah, we talked about those four husbands. We won't go into that. Uh, But she's done a lot of musicals recently. And I think there was a stage play dedicated to her that was in, performed in Melbourne a few years ago. But from 10K Radius and uh, from everyone, a happy birthday, Yom Haledet, uh, for today, Carol King, 82 years old, a superstar. Let's play some music of hers. This is called So Far Away, which Max men- mm, mentioned. Beautiful song. This is from her BBC concert in February the 10th, 1971, a day after her birthday. Carol King. Many of you are admirers of James Taylor. I am myself. I don't know uh, if you know that he's also really a fine guitarist as well as a fine songwriter and singer, and I'd like to kind of get him out here to help me. He was kind enough to volunteer, so come on, James. This gentleman sitting behind me on the bass is Charlie Larkey. He's sitting right on that bass. 
We're going to do a song for you called So Far Away. King, 
1971. Beautiful, Gary. Great choice. Apart from her music, Gary, she became active in uh, environmental activism in 1977 after she she relocated to Idaho. And uh, notably, she has worked with the Alliance for the Wild Rockies and other related groups to promote the passage of the Northern Rockies Ecosystem Protection Act. And she's been involved in political activism, having campaigned for John Kerry during his presidential campaign. And talking about that musical before, Gary, it was called Beautiful, that show. uh, In 2013, that was launched, the Carol King musical, a tribute to her. Um, It... uh, debuted in San Francisco and it was officially opened on Broadway, came to Australia a couple of years ago and uh, for her portrayal of Carol King the actress Jessie Mueller won the Tony Award for Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role in a Musical Yeah, I missed that show when it came to Melbourne you remember it Gary? Beautiful The Carol King Story I think it was during no. COVID. I think um, anyone, someone maybe can ring in. Maybe someone went to see it. The uh, the musical version of uh, Carol King's Life, beautiful it was called. Give us a, a ring on 9069-2086. Tell us your favourite Carol King song. We'll play, we might have time to play one or two others later in the show, Gary. Oh, I've got here, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? queued up if you want to listen to that now nah a bit later okay we'll um we'll have that for later Re- ready to go Gary yeah it's raring to go yep Willie Nelson and Carol King <laughs> ooh haven't heard that one unless yeah. I can find one of her by herself while you're doing that Gary we'll give a shout out to Bate Raphael here for you, Bates, Raphael Bikurhulim, and the phone number to ring f- to get you to all your medical appointments, whether b- whether it's the dentist, whether it's for your spectacles, whether it's a physio appointment or a, a scan, ich weiß nicht, but whatever it is, 0421408522, we'll look after you and take you there, uh, and also... Don't forget the the accommodation, the special accommodation if you need it at the Monash Clayton, Cabrini Malvern, Royal Children's or Royal Women's in North Melbourne. Uh, uh, also the Alfred Hospital, there's accommodation there for Shomer Shabbos uh, people and they do a fantastic job. Cole Huckervod to Bait Raphael and also Gary, we give a shout out to the magnificent uh, volunteers, all the drivers who put, put in an enormous amount of time throughout the week and also the uh, the volunteers who go to the hospitals on Friday to give out the Shabbos packs and I've heard reports that when, when they come into the room, they light up the room. The patient is overwhelmed uh, uh, and it puts a smile on their face with this little Shabbos pack that Bait Raphael put together with a chaler and some grape juice and some uh, battery-operated Shabbos candles. Uh, just something special in addition to their um, transport shuttles. Zero four two one four zero eight five double two. 
Beit Raphael and a big Kol Hakavod to the directors and to Adina and to DL and to all the drivers of Beit Raphael. What about a joke? Good As time. a segue. Yep. A guy meets a girl at a Jewish singles bar after some enjoyable conversation. The Shana Mazer invites him back to her nearby apartment for a nightcap. Uh-huh. After a few drinks, the guy takes off his shirt and washes his hands. A few more drinks and he removes his trousers and immediately washes his hands once again. The girl has observed this and says, I bet you must be a dentist. He says, why, yes I am. How did you know that? She tells him it's because he washed his hands so frequently. A little while later, while lying in bed together, she says to him, I'll bet you're a really great dentist. Quite pleased, he replies, yes, I believe so, but why did you say that? And she replied, because I didn't feel a thing. (laughs) 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 JewishHumor.org, is it? All right. It's on uh, Jewish Humor on the Facebook website. Mm, Very good, some of them, yeah. Excellent. They're clean too, Gary. Uh, Some have an edge, but there's (laughs) uh, another politically correct a Jewish humour website, which is a bit bizzle schmutzig. But I won't go into those because you never know the punchline. Gary, the lives of others is coming up now on 10K Radius, 88FM. Hope you are all enjoying today's program. We may still get a call in from our uh, co-presenter here, Meishi Mond. He's been away a couple of weeks. On Geschäften, he's got a lot of Geschäften happening, Gary, so we'll, uh, we'll wish him all the best. Uh, but I think he's on a bit of a break now. Mm. He probably can't hear us where he is. And the Mornington Peninsula. Ah, uh-huh. Okay, so we'll do lives of others instead of Twatum. We're thinking of you, Morris, anyway. We'll have you back in the studio. Emir Hashem, 16th of Feb. Two weeks away, correct, Gary? Yes, I'll just. Uh, no, uh, no, sorry, twenty third it'll be. Yeah, he said he'll miss today's show. Next week's the sixteenth, twenty third he'll be back in Mirza Shem, and uh, it'll be Labour Day. Uh, <laughs> under new legislation being brought in in federal parliament, we're not allowed to call him outside of work hours. Oh. <laughs> Get on with it, Morris. Uh. Anyway, Gary, today in the lives of others. We're going to talk about uh, Mr. Cashmore. Yeah, Michael Cashmore. Why are we talking about Michael Cashmore? Is because tomorrow is the bar mitzvah of his great, 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 great grandson Samuel Cashmore, which will take place at the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation. The Cashmores go back a long way with the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation, also known as the Turak Shul or Sheel, depends which, what type of Yiddish you talk about. Um, Michael Cashmore we're going to focus on, known as the, uh, the Popper, Popper Cashmore. And the Cashmores, Gary, remain the largest Jewish family in Melbourne and will continue to do so. Uh, last year, the, the record showed that there were four direct descendants of the late Michael Papa Cashmore. 
Michael Cashmore was born on the 7th of March nine, uh, 1815, Gary, and died on the 17th of October 1865. Wow, only 50 years old, Gary. He did a lot in those 50 years, Gary. We'll go into his history shortly. He married Elizabeth Solomon on the 9th of December 1840 in Sydney. And some uh, interesting facts before before we go into a few uh, historical details. Trevor Cohen, uh, which we whom we spoke about last week with the Godfrey's collapse, uh, his family's also connected with the Cashmores. Uh, in fact, Trevor Cohen was is uh, sorry, Michael Cashmore is the great-great-grandfather of Trevor Cohen, who who you remember from our interview. Gary, he came in the studio over a year ago. Lovely guy, solicitor and uh, historian. Um, Michael Cashmore was uh, fluent in Hebrew, and he's uh, goes down in the history books as doing the first Jewish burial, the first funeral, the Lavaya in Victoria, because he was the only one there at the time who could actually do it proper, pro- properly. Uh, the Cashmores had ten children, including the first Jewish girl born in Melbourne, and a son who played in the first ever Aussie Rules game. <laughs> Gary, there's some interesting facts. Yeah. About uh, about two of his ten children. And uh, we're going to have a look at the re- the remarkable history. And I, I urge you listeners... You could call him a Victorian pioneer. He is. Well, he's one of the first, to, um, after John Batman, really, to come. It was known as Port Phillip then, Gary, actually. Yeah. And... Uh, if people can go into the Lamb Library and get this book, The Jews of Victor- in Victoria, by Hilary Rubenstein, it is a fantastic book. You'll get the full details here of the Cashmores and all the early settlers and their problems in Victoria, 1835, starting, and it goes right through to 1985. A fantastic book. And I'll quote you a few uh, articles from this book. It talks about... Um, Michael Cashmore, it, probably in the first three or four Jews that landed in Port Phillip. There was a couple of guys from Tasmania, convicts earlier, Gary, uh, the Solomons in 1839, and um, there was a couple of uh, others there. The book talks about Edward and Isaac Hart, who came from Sydney, and and something very interesting amongst these three, the, the, the Hearts and, uh, and Michael Cashmore, they were, all, they were all drapers, Gary. They were in the Schmutter trade at a very young age. They set it up in the, very early. They were all drapers. <laughs> and on no, Rosh- they were Cashmores, not drapers. <laughs> 
schmatologist, as our uh, friend says, uh, Morris Klein describes them as the schmatologist. Uh, yeah. On Rosh Hashanah 1840, the first minion assembled at Solomon uh, Benjamin's home for the first proper Jewish service ever held in Melbourne, and that was conducted by Edward Hart with the assistance of Michael Cashmore. They didn't even get a minion. There was only about seven men there at the time. Um, and Cashmore's premises were known as the London and Manchester Warehouse on the corner of Collins and Elizabeth Street. And uh, he was actually born in Houndsditch, London, Gary. He went to Sydney first, as I mentioned, and married there. Uh, he arrived in Melbourne in 1840. And uh, all the other people involved around about the same time. Some of them even went to Ballarat because that was the when the gold rush was taking off and some went to uh, uh, Geelong. There's even mention of a yiddle that uh, was associated with John Batman, Gary, in in mapping out the uh, the place known as uh, the Port Phillip Association, and uh, we we'll go and we'll have a look at some some of the uh, interesting facts about the Cashmores. Um, Corner of, as I mentioned, the corner of Collins and Elizabeth Street uh, was his retail and wholesale warehouse. He, he called the building Victoria Mart, and this building, erected in 1839, enjoyed a double dimension. It was the first brick building erected in Melbourne, and at two stories high, it was for a time the tallest building in Port Phillip. Crikey. Yeah, it was known as Cashmore's Corner. And the other guys, the Drapers, were on the other side. Um, and it was as Cashmore's Corner, also known as and a waterhole on the site, though not deep enough to drown a person, quite sufficient to half do it, was widely known as Lake Cashmore. Oh, very interesting facts of early life in Port Phillip. The land boom brought about by rapid migration to Port Phillip burst in 1841 and economic depression gripped Melbourne until 1844. The scarcity of actual coin is remarkable, wrote uh, a historian here in April 1884. 1843, it is said that Michael Cashmore, number one Collins Street East, is the only man in town who can give you the full change of a five pound note. <laughs> Cash is king. Cash is, of course, yeah, that's the debate now, Gary. Yes. You pay your, by card, they'll sling you a, a, a charge, and they don't want to take cash. And they know yeah. what you're doing. Mm. They can... Anyway, we'll worry about that later. Most of Port Phillip's Jews at this uh, juncture, and indeed until the gold rush, were occupied in the drapery and clothing trades, as I mentioned. In 1845, 25 of Melbourne's 47 drapery and clothing stores were owned by Jews. Moses Lazarus, Portland House, was a landmark. Usher 
Hyams Hart's com- Commercial House and Edward and Isaac Hart's Waterloo House. They were landmarks in the city and I think some of those buildings are, have a heritage listing on them. You can contact the uh, Historical Society if you want to get into more on that. And let's mm-hmm. have a look. Now, Gary, you mentioned the meat trade that he was involved in. Yes. You're very well, correct give, there. Give the station a plug. Yep. You're listening to 10K Radius, and we're talking about Victorian pioneer Michael Cashmore on 88 FM. Because we see those... Jair. Uh, yeah, we're on Jair. We see those uh, vans around town, Cashmore Meats. And yeah. that, in fact, that's been going something like 80 years. Um, and uh, let's see what it says about his association with the flesh market. It wasn't uh, its trafe, it's non kosher, but they, for many years, this passed on generation to generation. Um, also, Cashmore was president of uh, the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation. I'm going to uh, talk about his role there. And one of the trustees of the Burke Street Synagogue, he was the first Jewish member of the city council and the first Jewish magistrate appointed in the colony. For 17 years, he held the position of inspector of meat markets. That's probably the link with uh, how the uh, business started. I believe they started with a small shop in um, Ligon Street, Carlton, and then they went into um, the big wholesale and retail business, and they continue that as of now, Gary, the Bechaldor Vodora, they say from generation to generation. Please ring in and tell us more about the uh, the commercial interests of the Cashmores, 90, 90692086. Yes, Gary had a lot to do with the, the um, foundation and er- erection of the Burke Street Synagogue, Melbourne's first uh, house of worship, and... Um, we're going to talk about his role at the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation. He was also a Justice of the Peace, Gary. He was president of the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation and its forerunner, known as the Jewish Congregational Society, on four occasions. As I mentioned, he was born in uh, Houndsditch, Cutler Street, Gary, you know that. On the 7th of March, 1815, he was the eldest of the six children of Joseph and Alice Cashmore. And we mentioned that he migrated to Australia in 1836 and arrived in Melbourne after being in Sydney. He arrived in Melbourne in June 1840. On the 12th of September, 1841, he became the congregation's first president. We talked about his role as a draper at number one Collins Street. Then then that was at the corner of uh, Collins and Elizabeth Street. He was elected a member of the Melbourne Town Council, representing Latrobe Ward from 1846 to 1848. He was the first member of the Jewish community appointed as a justice to the peace and regularly sat on the bench. He was a director of the Melbourne Gas Company, a promoter of the National Bank of Australia and a very active Freemason. Is there anything he didn't do? No no wonder he burnt himself out at 50. Uh, Active in Freemason in the Australian Felix Lodge. In 1857, Michael Cashmore proceeded to Ballarat and then 
to Brown's Diggings, which is located in uh, Dalesford area, where he also took an active interest in public affairs. In 1869, he returned to Melbourne and became Melbourne City Council Inspector of Meat Markets, as I mentioned earlier, and an office he was to hold for some 17 years. He died at his residence, St Vincent's Place, Albert Park. That's a landmark street, Gary. Yes. On the 17th of October, 1886, survived by his widow and eight adult children. The story I've got there, he had uh, ten total. The Reverend Dr. Abrahams officiated at the funeral in the Melbourne General Cemetery, Carl- uh, Carlton. Yep. Alf- Let's talk about St. Vincent's Place, Al- Albert Park, Gary. Yeah, I live around the corner once. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that this famous man, Michael Cashmore? No, I didn't. He, I think he had a mansion, and it's, it's actually... But all mansions. In yeah, <laughs> but here's place. some Cashmore's. We'll look into that for another topic, another time. Today on 10K Radius, we pay tribute to this great man, uh, Michael Cashmore, whose great-great-great-great-grandson, Samuel Cashmore, is having his bar mitzvah tomorrow in the Tirak Shiel, as my dad would say. You would say Tirak Shiel. Um, can we add anything more about the great businessman? He did everything, Gary. When he was 50, a utility 50, man, an all-rounder. The first Jewish settler of Port Phillip, stroke Melbourne, Victoria. What's Great, 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 his descendant? The fourth, great, 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 great Samuel, Samuel. Cashmore tomorrow. Uh, a great story, and you can see how straight away they uh, set up a minion to Dovin, you know. No, probably didn't even have a Torah then in those early years. Yiddish Cape was so important. Yeah. The Geschäft was important too, but... Uh, that's how that we've survived, Gary, you know, from generation... Oh. Uh, here it is. It's um, the... Uh, no, it doesn't give the name of the, uh, the mansion in um, Albert Park, but we'll, we'll come up with it eventually. Very interesting career, and uh, that's our tribute to him, and we wish the, the Cashmore family, Mazeltov and only Simchas, with the... Uh, the Bar Mitzvah boy having his uh, call up tomorrow at the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation. Oh, well, that was a good story, Max. Speaking of good stories. An extraordinary life he had, didn't he? He did. Popper. Popper Cashmore. Let's play a bit of Carol King. Yeah. Will you still love me tomorrow? From the... Uh, from a video, you freely available on Vivo. Tonight you're mine Carol King is 82 
meets the morning Station with the best, 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 best music. Best music. I love the I music. Love the music. Best music. J.R. 88 FM. Mazel tov to Carol King. 82 today. And a double mazel tov as well to the uh, the Cashmore. Samuel Cashmore having his barmy tomorrow, Gary. And I found a little uh, tidbit for, um, for our co-presenter, uh, Morris. Especially for you, this article, Morris... If you're listening out there, one of Michael's sons, named Samuel Herbert Cashmore, who was born in 1847, Gary, died in July 1931. He married Deborah Alice Morell, 17th of October 1951, on 20th of January 1880, and... Uh, Samuel Herbert Cashmore, one of the sons, he famously operated as a bookmaker, though blind from an early age. His clerk was deaf and dumb. Gary, bookmakers as well in the early days. Look at this, the history. And the Morels. Well, you've got to be deaf and dumb to be a bookmaker. <laughs> the Morels were involved in bookmaking, Jewish people, for years and years. So there's another connection. Not only were they draper, schmatologists and uh, meat traders. Yeah. Later, the meat came much later, Gary, yeah, much later. These direct descendants, his children, including the Bar Mitzvah boys named after this guy, Samuel Herbert Cashmore, born, who died in July 1931, the fam- famous bookie, though blind from an early age. <laughs> oh, yeah, you might have seen <laughs> the gelt. He must have had a fantastic memory. Oh, yeah. He, there's a lot of stories about him. That's Anyway, that's our tribute today to Michael Cashmore. And that, I added that one for our Gitachava, we miss him, Meishe, Morris Mond. He'll be back in two weeks, listeners, and he'll have a twatum and a half to talk about. And now we've got some Yiddish. We've got some Yiddish, Gary. First of all, mit Redden, a bissel Mama Lotion, and Vincian Alla Tsiheres, Finn, 
Zenkai Reidius, Gitgeben Schabes, alle sollen gesinnt in Starik, und sollen Schulem in Eretz Israel, in über die ganze Welt. Und man geht reden hat auf JE88 FM, am Maselef von letzter Woche in New Jersey. Und in New Brooklyn. You mean New Jersey? The best. The 34 Kinos, the Schluches von der Jahrzeit, ist gewesen, der 22. Tug in Schwarz, von der Rebetzen, Chaya Muschke Schnesen. Sie ist gewesen, der Tochter von der Friedrichen Rebbe. Josef Yitzchak Schnürsen, der de sechste Chabad Rebbe. Etliche 4000 Frauen von der ganzen Welt sind dort gekommen, für die jährliche Konferenz mit äh, verschiedenen Aktivitäten. Bei de, sie sind gewähnt bei der Ohel und sie, sie äh, haben gehabt ge uh, Lectures und uh, verschiedene Activities und das Theme, das Team finde die Conferences gewesen. Man darf machen lichtig alle Winkel auf der Welt. Das ist gewesen, der Kinus hat Schluchos. You know what I was talking about, Gary? You pick in here. The anniversary bigger? of the death of Menachem Mendel Schneerson. Why? Uh, uh, the death of the outside Rebetzin Chaya Mushka oh, Schneerson. She was the daughter of the sixth Reb, Chabad Rebbe, correct, and wife of the, the Reb, the seventh. Uh, uh, Menachem Mendel, correct, Chaya Mushka. And every year... They assemble in New York this year. They're in New Jersey and Brooklyn on the 22nd of Shabbat for a uh, conference. You know, like the men do separate. They've had like their kinos. Yeah, conference. The men had about 5,000 people. At the women's one last week, uh, 4,000 women from all over the world came together to reflect, to visit the 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 Ohel of the Reb and the... the um, The, the resting places, the, the, but the base of the, uh, all the, of the, all the, you know, celebrities and, and her gravesite. And the theme that they talked about is um, lighting up the world in every, in every corner of the world. You need to uh, bring a bit of light in today's climate, you know, with... We don't have to go into it. what's happening around the world. Bring a bit of licht into the girl. We darf machen lichtig in alle winkelig, in every corner of the welt. And that's what these women do. Most of them have uh, a Rebbitsons. Um, a lot weren't. There's a whole mixture there. But it's a great uh, event held yearly. And this is their, this year marks the um, 34th Kinos, the gathering The men's one's going, been going a bit longer. Women's uh, conference. We give them a ta-da. Give them a ta-da. <laughs> I'll give them a ta-da. That's our Yiddish stick for this week. Kinos hashluchos. Should we give them a Molly Meldrum? 
Yeah. We'll give him a double molly. Shalom. This is Molly, and you are listening to Jay Air. Shalom. Shalom. This is Molly, and you are listening to Jay Air. And we'll give Molly a ta-da. He celebrated his Yom Haledets last week. I think he turned 81, Gary. Mm. Molly Meldrum. Legend, isn't he? Yeah, legend. Used to work with his brother, Brian. <laughs> yes. Um, Harold's son, racing writer. He was. Yeah. Still is. No, he's not still is. I think he's ret- semi-retired probably. He, he used to do golf writing mm. as well. Mm. He's right. Looks like his brother. He does a bit. They're pretty similar. I think there's about two years between them, two or three years. Yeah. Let's get into uh, Pasha of the Week. Yeah, before that, Gary, we'll give a shout-out to Kosher Meals on Wheels, 0474215996, or order direct through their website, Kosher Meals on Wheels, one word, dot org dot au, 0474215996, a vital community service. Indeed. And now, Gary, will talk about tomorrow's Cedra. And we're... <laughs> candle lighting times. We'll give them out again for the latecomers. The latecomers. <laughs> candle lighting this evening is at 8.08pm, 8 8 8.08. And Shabbos in tomorrow at 9.07 in a different month. If Correct. Mishpatim, we're reading tomorrow, Gary. Mishpatim, you mentioned that it's translated as... Ordinances. Ordinances, a whole lot of different words, like statutes. um, Same sort of mm. ordinance, rules, statutes. This sedra sets forth some of the many laws that must be fulfilled by the people of Israel. The purpose of these laws, this Mishpatim, is to uh, assure justice for all men whether they be strong or weak, rich or poor. And the word mishpat is translated as justice, and this is achieved by carrying out the laws of mishpatim. Jewish law uh, is divided into three categories, statutes. The first one is uh, judgments, which they call civil laws. The second is testimonies, known as a dos, a dot. They're um, the, so the the te- the the witnessing events, the Shabbos and all the festivals. Uh, and the third one is the hukim, Gary. The the decrees. We do them, but we don't know ma- much about them. Don't the, know the reason why? Exactly. Irrational ones, but we have to do them. We're commanded like kashrut, a shutness, all those type of things. The sedra talks about um, some, of, some of them are very odd, mm, but there must be a reason for them. Exactly, they're a hok. They're called yes. hokim, but kashrut is the main one. We don't do it for for uh, for um, cleanliness or uh, it's, it's a spiritual thing more you know or a lot of these things anyway some of the laws that we read tomorrow in this sedra talk about the um, laws regarding slaves if a man is forced to become a slave to work off a theft which he has committed he must be set free on completion of six years of work for his master talks about laws concerning m- murder 
Uh, talks about revenge there. Laws concerning injury to others. Punishment for the hurting of others by neglect. For example, not watching your animal, which then runs off and injures a person. Or digging a well and failing to put a cover over it, thereby injuring someone who may fall in. Fourth law division it talks about is laws dealing with theft. Heavy punishment is handed out for stealing. The thief must pay the penalty for wrongdoing. And the final one they talk about is uh, laws concerning loans. These loans are for the protection of the poor who must borrow money to live. One must not take advantage of the poor at any time. The CEDRA points up the fact that there must be absolute fairness in administrating the law towards all, the poor and the stranger alike. The parasha goes on to deal with laws concerning the Shabbos and the sabbatical year and the three pilgrim festivals, Gary, Pesach, Shavuos and Sukkot. Ve'ele hamosh potim asher tosim lifneichem. That's how the word, the words that open the sedra are, and it translates as, these are the rules, hamishpatim, they talk about rules now, that you shall set before them. And as I mentioned, it talks about the Hebrew slave, when a man sells his daughter as a slave. We don't have that anymore. <laughs> no. we, we don't need he, that one. He who fatally strikes a man shall be put to death. You go on and on. You shall n- not sub vert the rights of your needy in their disputes. It goes on. Haftor is from the book of Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, who was more about 650 before the common era, began to bring his message to the people when he was a young man of 24, and he continued his mission for some 40 years. Morris uh, wanted to talk about this, but uh, he unfortunately is not here. The Haftorah ends with the message of hope by the prophet Jeremiah. Though they would be conquered by Babylonia, the Hebrews would someday in the future be redeemed and return to the land of their fathers. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for your great work, hosting, panel operator, music. We've had the lot today. We've had the lot today where you've been listening to 10K Radius where we praised Carol King, whose birthday it is today. And Michael Cashmore, Victorian pioneer, whose descendants Samuel is having a bar mitzvah tomorrow. Mazel tov to him. And as always, this program is dedicated to the six million who cannot tell their story today. Stay tuned. We will be back again next Friday. Have a good Shabbos and thanks for listening. Shabbat shalom, everyone. <laughs>